0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's Natalia and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today I have another little solo episode for you guys. I asked you guys on my Instagram to send in some questions. So today we're just going to be answering some of your questions, having a little Q&A moment. Um, Because I just, you know, would rather give you the content that you quite honestly want from me. So we're just going to go through it. There's a huge variety of questions, um, you know, some more business related, some more fashion school related. So we're just going to go through as many of these as I possibly can. Um, And yeah. Just gonna get straight into them. Also, I haven't really looked through these, so maybe they're gonna be kind of out of order and they could have, you know, maybe seamlessly gone into each other a little bit better, but I'm quite literally just scrolling through them for the first time right now, so I'm just gonna kind of pick and choose as I go. First question is, is it easy doing fashion design? No. <laughs> I think so many people assume fashion is such an easy thing to go into, and it's not. It's not just, like, putting together pretty outfits. Um, that would be a stylist. Um, which is also not necessarily an easy job. Um, I would say maybe it's probably easier than fashion designing, but fashion design is so much more complex than what the average person sees. There's a lot of um, construction involved that you really do have to know to be a good designer because I like to compare it to like um, any other sort of like engineering or construction of any type in any industry the best like engineers or the best like creators are those who understand how to create that item in the first place. Like I could come up with some random invention for some new technology thing that, you know, I want to do or whatever, but like, I'm not going to be able to create it as well as somebody who like has done a bunch of engineering and has actually like created things and knows how to build things up from the bottom up because they have a better understanding of like what pieces need to go together and how things can actually be made and what's possible and what's not and things like that and it's the same thing with clothing i think that you can think like oh i want to make this cute dress in this fabric but if you don't even know about fabrics or how things are made you might not know that if it's a woven fabric it's going to need darts for it to actually fit the body right and you're going to need a zipper or a closure of some sort and you can't just like choose whatever fabric for whatever project because it's just like not that easy Um, so fashion design, I don't want to say it's like the hardest career in the world. I don't think it is. Um, but it's very difficult because there's a lot of things that go along with it. It's a very complex just thing to go into because there's the creativity aspect of it. There's the construction of it, the business side of it. It all kind of goes together into one. Um, and I, I don't think it's for everybody. And I think that, you know, if it's meant for you and if you try it out and you don't, like, feel great about it, it's probably not meant for you, and that's okay too. Um, not everybody in the world can be a fashion designer, and that's totally normal in the same way that not everybody in the world is made to be a doctor. That's just how it is. Next question is how do you manage your routine? For me, routines are super important. I don't have a super set routine as far as like every second of the day, but I have a very set morning and night routine, and then I let myself kind of figure out the day as I go, depending on what I need to get done and things, because obviously. As an entrepreneur things are uh, different every single day and not every day is the same. So, first things first um in the mornings I like to get up, not check my phone. Um I like make my bed, open my curtains, go to the bathroom, do whatever. Then I go like downstairs, make my coffee, make breakfast, and then I sit down and just like chill out for a good like 30 to 45 minutes and that's when like you know I'll scroll through my phone, I'll watch some YouTube and just like chill out and enjoy my coffee for a little bit because I find it so important for me to start my morning just like in a very relaxed pace and to make sure that I'm like fully awake and I'm not just like rushing straight into work. So that's how I like to start my mornings. And then obviously right after that, I'll usually go to my computer, catch up on emails and kind of figure out what I want to get done that day, see if I have any like calls, meetings, things I need to do, um, stuff like that, figure out the day as I go. I would say I usually take a midday break around like Well, first of all, I take a lunch break. Obviously, I like 12 every single day. It just helps to take it at the same time every day. Um, I don't know if that works for everybody, but it works for me because I know that that splits like my morning and my afternoon work time. So I like that. I usually take about an hour lunch break just because I like to either cook myself something or like, you know, heat up whatever I had, like leftovers or whatever from the night before. Um, and then just like sit and watch YouTube for a little bit and kind of just like decompress. And it's like my time to scroll through social media and post if I need to post or answer back to people, whatever, Um, just like leisure time. It's a good mental break for me. And then I work into the afternoon a little bit. I usually kind of hit a wall around like three-ish or four. So sometimes I'll take a little break. If it's nice out, I'll go on a walk. If it's not nice out, I'll just take a mental break um, for a little bit, continue working until like, I don't know, six seven eight it kind of depends on the day um and then you know i'll take like a dinner break i'll shower do all the things take like a good two hours of just like showering um, making dinner sitting down eating and kind of chilling out and then sometimes if i still have a lot to do i'll get back to work um and if not then i'll just like rest for the rest of the night but um, i also don't like to scroll through my phone in bed like once i'm in bed like i'm in bed and i'm not gonna be on my phone not gonna do anything um if i'm like not super sleepy yet i'll just read so that's kind of my routine um nothing super set as far as like every second of the day but those are kind of things I do to kind of help me feel like I have some sort of stability in my life because I feel like as an entrepreneur, every day is so different that you need some sort of like stability or something that's kind of routine to make you feel a little more grounded, if that makes sense. So that's what kind of helps me. The next question is, how many collections do you have? Um, Honestly, the first like year and a half of business, so like since I started to now, Um, I haven't had a set schedule of collections. I've kind of just put things out when I could, um, when I had the fabrics, when I had the patterns, things like that. But going into the new year, I would like to start doing more set collections and, um, preferably do one for every season. So four per year, you know, like your spring, summer, fall, and winter collections is kind of what I'm aiming towards. Um, but obviously just like with starting it all and whatever, I was just putting things out when I could. Um, but now that I'm like growing a little bit more, I would like to have a more, you know, set, uh, time frame for everything. Somebody asked, how was my day? That is so nice. Um, I feel like y'all just like really check in on me a lot, which I very much appreciate. It's been good. I feel like, um, you know, lately I've been posting a lot of vlogs where I'm like showing all this like bad stuff that's going on within my business, but also those are like you know pre-filmed obviously so that's from like a couple weeks ago and stuff so like now i'm okay i've got things figured out i'm really just like getting through it um i went to la for a weekend which was really good just like a really good refresher for my brain because i feel like i just sometimes need to like completely leave my space and area to really be able to take a break because even if i take a weekend off but i'm in my house i just like i'm not taking the weekend off because i'm like well if i'm just sitting here i could just work so then it's you know I don't feel like I'm really getting a break. Whereas if I just like leave, I feel like I've taken a break. So feel very refreshed. Feeling really good about finishing things up um, for the rest of this year, and then you know going to the new year and all the things. So feeling great. Thank you so much for checking in. Next question is: What tips do you have for other young adults who want to start a sustainable small business? Lately, I've kind of realized that I know absolutely nothing about business. Okay, well that's false. Obviously, I know something. I've gotten this far. But um, I feel like obviously I'm still learning so, so much. And I know that I have years and years of learning to do. Um, So I'm in this weird place where I'm like showing you guys my journey, but I'm not necessarily telling you how to do things, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, I'm going to be showing a lot of things that, you know, might not be the best route to take. I'm showing a lot of mistakes, which has been very evident, um, especially, you know, recently and stuff. So I think my best advice is to just, Go for it, do your research. Um, don't be afraid of making mistakes. Granted, like you know, try to be um, good about approaching them and not like invest money in like dumb ways or things like that. But the like best thing I've learned recently is just to like be open to like failing and making mistakes and like knowing that you don't know it all. Um, And in terms of a sustainable business, I think that research is really important and kind of staying on top of new research as well, because I think sustainability is this constant hot topic where like new information is constantly being pulled out um, and, you know, things that were once seen as sustainable might not be as sustainable anymore. There's, you know new technologies that are coming out and new things that are better and stuff. So just staying on top of it, doing your research, um, and just trying to be as like open and honest about your process, I think is the best way to really be sustainable and to gain that trust from your customers and your followers, um, of you really being sustainable. I think that's, what's helped me the most. Like, I don't think I would have as, you know, big of a following or, um, as much trust with my customers if I didn't show my process or like really explain why I do things the way I do and things like that because that just like it just helps build trust and trust is one of the most important things I feel like in your business. The next question is, how did you fund your business when you started? Um, this is a question I get asked a lot and I am self-funded, not because I had a lot of money, but because you just don't need a lot of money to start a made to order brand, because, yes, you could factor in all the cost of equipment and things which you know, sewing equipment is very, very expensive or it can be anyway. Um, But realistically, if you're starting a made to order brand, you probably already have a sewing machine. You probably have a serger. Um, Maybe you don't, which is fine. You don't need one necessarily. Um, You probably have a dress form of some sorts. Like you probably have all the equipment for sewing because there's no way that you're starting a made to order brand without ever having had a sewing machine at home. Like that just doesn't make sense. So realistically, all you're really spending money on is like the fabrics to make everything. And, you know, like your um, shipping supplies and just like little things like that, which doesn't add up to a lot. Cause you don't have to start with a lot, especially as a made to order brand. You can literally just like buy enough fabric for one sample, make that sample, um, you know, model it, take pictures in it, take orders as like pre-order and then buy the fabric for it. So it's like, you don't need to start with a lot. And I think people assume that you need to have so much money to start. And I started straight out of college during a pandemic while working part time at a daycare. So, like, I managed. It's really not that expensive unless you're starting something like really big from the get go and you're doing like a whole startup thing where you need investors or you're taking out loans or whatever. But, like, that's not something I've ever done. Everything that I've done has been self funded. Um, no, my parents did not pay for my business amount of times that people ask me that is really annoying. I was living with my parents at the time, which, you know, was really helpful because I wasn't paying for rent or bills or things, but you know, that's kind of it. It doesn't take a lot to start a business. And I think it's totally doable to start a business and be working like full-time somewhere or whatever, because you just don't need to start big. Like it's just not necessary. And I think a lot of people assume that you need to start big to make it big, but like I didn't start big. I think most people don't start big. Um, It just eventually grows to that so start with what you have and what you can and that's it like you don't need a lot of money like I want to emphasize that as much as I can like you do not need a lot of money start you just need to start The next question is how old were you when you realized you wanted to be a fashion designer and do it sustainably I think I've known I wanted to be a fashion designer for probably the longest time um, since I was a child always been super into fashion and stuff um but i didn't take it seriously as a career until my freshman year of high school because i took a um sewing class all throughout high school and that's what really like got me into actual designing and making stuff and i was like very good at it right away and my teacher was really wonderful and she like really supported me through it and kind of um taught me about fashion schools and stuff which i didn't even know were a thing because i grew up in the midwest where nobody goes to fashion school it's just like you go to you know state schools and do whatever but um she taught me about like actual fashion schools and how you can just like apply with a portfolio and things like that so i ended up you know doing my research and really like going into it um just like full send so that was kind of when i realized i wanted to be a fashion designer but as far as doing it sustainably that came a lot later because i didn't really learn about sustainability until i was in college which i've mentioned it i feel like a million times but um one of my friends emily was the one who like first kind of introduced me to sustainability you know like i had this conversation with her i did a podcast episode with her which um you should definitely check out if you haven't but she was just the kind of person that you know would post about sustainability a lot um And just knew a lot about it and it's just not something i'd ever come in contact with or been exposed to so she first exposed me to it and then i kind of started doing my own research after that and then i realized that that's kind of what i wanted to do because i always knew that whatever i did in life i wanted to have a greater like purpose to it i didn't just want to make pretty clothes because that seems so vain i didn't just want to like i don't know just add to such an awful industry because the fashion industry has so many parts of it that just need a lot of fixing and a lot of work. Um, so I knew that if I wanted to have a brand of some sort go into this space, I wanted to do it in a way that would be helpful to people. Um, so I knew that for me, that meant you know doing things ethically, that was like number one thing, but I didn't think about sustainability until much later. And then when I you know learned about it, I was like, okay, like this is it, this can create like, big change. Maybe this is what I need to go into. And, you know, I ended up doing a lot of research, kind of took sustainability into my own personal life for a year. And that kind of led into my business and starting it sustainably and all the things. Next question is, do you think you would have started your own business if you hadn't gone to FIT? Answer is yes. I've always wanted to have my own brand. So I don't think that going to a different school would have changed that. I think that I would have managed a way to, you know, learn everything on my own. I think that, fashion design isn't something you need to go to school for like going to school makes it 10 times easier because you know you have a set curriculum somebody's teaching you you have like mentors whatever um but if you can't afford that for whatever reason or you're just unable to go like the internet is such a great resource youtube has so many videos on sewing and pattern making so many things that you can so easily be self-taught nowadays granted you need a lot of self-discipline to do that But it's not impossible. Like you can totally do it. There's plenty of people who have. Another person I did a podcast episode with is Sabrina, who's also self-taught. Check it out if you haven't. But yeah, like she didn't go to fashion school or anything. She's self-taught and she has a made-to-order brand. So it's like you don't need to go to school for it and you don't need to go to a top school for it either. Granted, I was super fortunate and blessed to be able to go to FIT and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was a wonderful experience, Um, but it's just not necessary for everybody if that makes sense. Next question is, do you make enough money to support yourself? Yes. I don't know why people ask me this all the time. I don't know if y'all assume that my parents are paying for my rent or something all the time. Um, I live on my own and I have lived on my own for nearly a year at this point. And like I pay for my own like rent and bills and I fully furnish this house by myself minus the things that like, you know my parents left over from their old house and said that i could just take but yeah like I've, I've paid for everything myself i am definitely self-funded i definitely you know manage things my on my own that does not mean that i'm rolling around in money though it's definitely very tight but um i think it's important to also note that my shop isn't my only source of income i also do youtube so that has been um a good amount of my income as well i think it's like i don't want to say it's like 50 50 my shop and youtube i think it might be like closer to like a 60 to 70 my shop and then like 30 to 40 percent is like my youtube but yeah both of those combined allow me to be able to manage like all of my bills and expenses by myself um but yeah i don't think i could do it with just one or the other i would be very very tight But doing both has been really great and that's what kind of helps me. But yeah, I'm definitely not rolling around in money and I'm definitely still scrambling every single month to figure out how to pay rent, which is just part of being an entrepreneur. So, yes, I do it all on my own, but doesn't mean I'm making a lot. (laughs) Next question is, do you want to sew your products wherever or would you like to oversee production more? This is something I've been thinking so much about, especially in the last few months and for a long time, I was very against manufacturing not like against it, but because I'm a made to order brand, I know that working with a manufacturer would mean that I wouldn't be made to order anymore. And I think that for a long time, I thought that like I would lose my like sense of my brand if I wasn't made to order and that people wouldn't like me anymore because I sometimes get just like very insecure about my own designs. And I don't think I'm the most like groundbreaking designer there is so I'm like, maybe people don't necessarily follow me because my designs are like the greatest thing ever, but they follow me because of the way I do things. And that's why I'm like, you know, quote unquote special or whatever. Um, But, you know, I just need to get over that and like accept the fact that no, I'm not a groundbreaking designer, but like I have good designs and people are going to want them regardless if they're made to order or not. Um, So I do think that working with people is in my future because i've just recently realized it's not a sustainable lifestyle to be making everything myself because i am not able to produce that much therefore i either need to have like ridiculously high prices for it to you know be able to sustain me financially or I have to be producing a lot of things for a cheaper price which i just physically cannot produce so i've just realized that i can't do it by myself forever and i don't think it's sustainable to do so but obviously, it was a great way to start and, you know, kick off my career. But I'm definitely looking into getting help producing things in the future because I'm just getting very burnt out from it. I feel like it's draining my creativity a bit and I'm not able to grow my business anymore with it, Um, unfortunately, because it's very, very, very hard to scale a business like this, um, especially like when you're self-funded. And You don't just have money rolling around to invest and to hire people and to do all the things. So, yeah, um, I think for a long time I thought that it would be made to order forever. And I just don't think that's going to be fully possible. I think in some far future it could be possible again. But I think that I'm going to have to, like, take a step back, do things in a more traditional way for a little bit to be able to get the money to then reinvest into being able to make it made to order in a larger scale, if that makes sense. Um, so that's kind of something I've been thinking on a lot and something I'm trying to you know work out and figure out. But yeah, it's just it's really rough to do it by yourself all the time. And I don't want to do that because I would like to have a life as well. And I'm just unable to do that if I'm doing it all by myself all the time. The next question is, I want to start content creating, possibly YouTube but I get camera shy, what should I do? This is funny because I used to be super camera shy as well. My first few videos on YouTube, which have been deleted at this point, um, they may have even been on a different channel. I had like so many different channels when I was younger. Um, I was so shy and I was like talking like this to the camera and just like pretending there was other people in the room. And like, just like talking really like quietly and you literally couldn't hear anything that I was saying. I was like mumbling, even if it was on like fullest volume, like I'm just, I've always been a shy person and I was very shy on camera too. But I think that as with everything, it just takes time and like you eventually get used to it. Um, The best time to start is right now. Um, Like you're not going to get any less shy the more you wait. Like you just have to kind of do it um it's probably going to be cringy at first you're going to feel very awkward and then after a while you'll start feeling like your camera is an actual person then you start talking to it for hours on end um like i do so yeah just start creating content i think that it is kind of like scary to jump into that like for me i've always been on youtube but i haven't always been like an instagram influencer or whatever But now I'm kind of starting to get to that point where I could be if I wanted to, just because so many of my YouTube followers have followed me on Instagram now, too. So it kind of like brought my account up a lot. Um, And posting like a content creator scares me sometimes because so many people that personally know me follow me on there. And it is scary and kind of just like, oh, my God, is this cringy or whatever? But I've also come to a realization of like, I don't actually care what any of those people think. So it doesn't matter. Just post it like it does not matter. If you're having fun with it and you're enjoying it and it makes you happy that is all that matters the next question is what's the best advice for being productive and sewing i think that the thing that i've realized the most is that a you need to always have a plan you know be organized figure out kind of like a system that works um you know i like to like cut everything out first and then maybe like do all the darts on all the pieces and then serge all the pieces rather than doing one piece at a time um but you know maybe one piece at a time works better for you whatever works best for you um also learning when to take breaks is really important i find that my mind works best when i'm well rested so if i'm not in the sewing mood um you know taking breaks even if it's a lot of them helps me because otherwise i start making a lot of mistakes and then i'm you know not productive and then get frustrated and all the things so kind of just learning what works for you um is important but those are the things that kind of Work for me is kind of having a mainstream like way of doing things. And I'm always like watching YouTube, watching things that, you know, are enjoyable to kind of help me through it all. Yeah, but it's not always easy and it's not always going to be perfectly productive. Next question is What do you think are the best ways to stop the fast fashion industry? This is a great question because I just don't think it's possible to stop it 100% because I think there's always going to be some sort of need for it, um, especially, you know, talking financially here it's not accessible to everybody to be sustainable and ethical in the way they shop. Granted, do I think thrifting is a great alternative? Yes, but I know that there can be issues with that, whether it's sizing issues or, you know, um, accessibility in terms of like where you live, whatever it may be. It's not always as easy as it sounds. So I don't think it can ever be stopped 100 percent, but I do hope that it becomes a lot less mainstream and that ethical fashion becomes more, you know, up and coming and more um, widely accepted. And it becomes like a mindset shift because I think that the main problem with all of it is the fact that people still have that fast fashion mindset of like thinking that a t-shirt should only cost five bucks or something like that. Whereas like it literally makes no sense in terms of like how much, Fabric can cost just that alone or labor, whatever. Um, So I hope that eventually we can just switch that mindset so people are a lot more mindful of the way things are made and understand pricing. But I just don't think that it's possible to completely eliminate it because accessibility is, is a huge factor in all of this as well. Next question is, how do you tackle a big goal, scheduling your days and weeks, projects, marketing? For me, it just is a whole lot of planning. I'm a huge planner. I like to kind of figure things out, like on Sundays or Mondays, I just kind of like figure out the rest of the week what I want to do when, figure out when I have calls, kind of try to work around it, but at the same time, keep my schedule open in case anything kind of needs to happen or something pops up or somebody needs to switch around times or whatever. I try to still be flexible, Um, but yeah, I think it's just a matter of organization, knowing how to manage your time is also really important and something that you really need to be really good about and have a lot of good self-discipline for. And also just knowing yourself personally and how much you're able to get done in a certain amount of time. Like maybe I can get like two tops done in like an hour and a half, but maybe like you personally can only get one. So, or maybe you can get three, I don't know. Um, so just knowing yourself and your limits and kind of figuring out what works best for you, whether you're like an early morning person, a night owl, like... What schedule works best for you? Yeah, I think it's kind of trial and error on figuring out what works best for you because you know you have to try everything out to kind of realize it, but once you do figure it out, just run with it. The next question is are pop-up shops a good idea for made-to-order brand? I think that overall pop-up shops or just in-person events are good for any brand whether you're made-to-order or not because the one thing that I find with made-to-order, it can sometimes be difficult for people to want to purchase because you know they've never seen your stuff in a person, they've never like I don't know, tried it on. Um it can be kind of more intimidating. So I think that pop-up shops or just any sort of in-person event like that is good for any business because it allows people to see your product in person, to feel it, to touch it, to maybe get to know you personally if you're there at the pop-up shop. And it just helps build community a lot. I don't think it's necessarily like going to sell you out all the time or make you a bunch of money, but I do think that it's a good investment into creating community and creating trust and gaining new customers and just gaining exposure which i think is how a lot of small businesses do it so many small businesses do pop-up shops and that doesn't mean that they're making a whole lot of money off of it but gives them a whole lot of exposure and i think that is something that is really really important in any business obviously because it's easy to get it with social media but in person it's a little more difficult to find and i think that pop-up shops and you know little markets like that are just really good for you so i would say yes next question is what's your favorite fabric to work with versus to wear i love working with satins as you all know um anything that is just like shiny <laughs> and bold definitely um, speaks to me so definitely love that um to wear i honestly feel like i love just wearing like any sort of like knit materials like anything that's like stretchy like i don't know this top i'm wearing is like stretchy right now um and just like comfortable <laughs> which i feel like most people like anyway um huge fan just because i'm always at home always want to be comfortable like sewing and working and doing the things so yeah, that's that. The next question is, what are your thoughts on 3D in designing? I think it's so cool. Um, I know Clo 3D has been a huge thing recently. It's not something that I learned in school, unfortunately. I think it may have started to be a thing like literally after I left or something. But I did have the free trial for like that two-week period or however long they let you have it before you have to start paying. Um, and I messed around with it a little bit, but I didn't mess around with it enough to really learn it. I think it's kind of complex to just like try to learn it um quickly. So I didn't have a lot of time to try to do that, um, but I do think it's really cool and I would love to learn it eventually, because I think especially, you know, making things for different body types with different patterns and stuff, it's cool that you can kind of visualize it without having to physically, you know, make it and have, you know, a fit model come in and things like that, because That allows for so much less waste a lot of less like samples that you have to go through a lot less work in that aspect of things um so i think it's really good and i think it's a great step towards the future granted i still love the sampling process and doing things you know actually physically so i don't think it's going to be for everybody but i do think it's a really great step and just like maybe reduction of waste in um just like that sampling process and the initial patterning process because patterning work like takes up so much uh, paper and sampling takes up so much fabric. So I think it's really great. I just don't personally have a lot of experience with it. The next question is, do you want to open a store of your brand anywhere near you or internationally in the future? Um, I think it'd be really cool. I don't know if I will or not. I would like to at least have like one store somewhere. Um, Definitely not where I live. Absolutely not in Indiana. It's just not my target audience would make no sense for me. Probably wouldn't do that well. but I would definitely love to have one in like a big city. I'd love to have them in Europe. I'm obsessed with Europe, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it just depends. It'd be like very, very far into the future just because I am an e-commerce site and it's just, um, a lot easier, a lot less expenses and things, but I do think it'd be cool to have like, I don't know, maybe like a flagship store, if that's what they're called, just like one store somewhere to kind of be, I don't know, just a place where you can kind of shop things, but also just like see things in person. Um, because like I said earlier, just like really important for people to be able to like see the quality of your items, feel them and understand like, you know, price points of them. And just, I don't know, I feel like there's more connection if you are able to see something in person. The next question is what's the hardest part about sewing? I think the hardest part is just how time consuming it is sometimes. I love the process when I'm not on a time crunch. Like when I'm making something new and it's like my first time making it, a new pattern, whatever, and I'm like sewing it, it's just like exciting to see it all put together. But sometimes like when you're making the same thing over and over again, and it's just like, takes forever to make it, it just gets hard. Um, Also (laughs) the lack of good posture in sewing is rough um, because I always have back pain and anybody who sews ever probably also has back pain. So that's a little bit rough. Uh, But overall, I do enjoy it. It's just like, you know, when it's a repetitive thing, it kind of gets old and it's, you know, it's rough. But it's not the worst thing in the world. Okay, I've got one more question that I'm going to answer, and that'll be it for today's podcast. And I think it's a really good one to end up on. Um, Do you ever regret being a sustainable brand because of all the difficulties it adds? The answer is yes and no. Um, I don't regret being sustainable and I don't think I'd ever stop being sustainable because I do think it's so important. But sometimes I sit there and think like, oh my God, this would be so much easier if I wasn't doing it sustainably because I could be mass producing with a manufacturer. I could be not caring about all my waste and not having to like have all of these piles of scraps built up. I wouldn't have to think about zero waste projects. I wouldn't have to like, think about, you know, sustainable packaging. I just have like really cute, over the top like packaging. I could, you know, be doing so much more and scale myself so much faster, but I do think that good things take time. And I do think that what I'm doing is valuable and is something that in the long run is going to be really good for me and for the industry and just for the planet and everything. So, I don't actually regret it, and I would never stop being sustainable. But sometimes I do think like, wow, I'm making this so much harder for myself. But I do think it'll be worth it. It's just not an easy space to be in, and it's not for everybody apparently. Um, but you know, we are trying our best, and I think that eventually I'll find something that works for me, and that I'll be able to, you know, do things a lot easier. But just running it by yourself is really difficult in a lot of ways. But you know. We're getting through it. We are getting through it. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this QA. Let me know if you want to see more of these soon. I'm happy to do them. Um you guys know I love chatting with you about literally anything and everything. Be sure to follow me on Instagram if you haven't already so that you can participate in the next one if you want any of your questions answered at Unfiltered Fashion Talk. So go check it out. And don't forget to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or, you know, subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts or follow it. I don't know what the terminology is for it. Um, rate and review if you haven't. That would be super helpful. And yeah that is it for um today's episode so i will see you all in the next one bye